Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. We've been a little bit absent for the last couple of weeks. We had a training, but here we are back. And today we want to explore our function. And there are a couple of lessons that say we have a function. Um, forgiveness is my function as the light of the world. That's That's a lesson. I think it's 62 and this 192 I have a function God would have me fill so is that okay to explore that with you Sandra yeah let's do it all right so I have a function God would have me fill it is your father's holy will that you complete himself and that yourself capital self shall be his sacred son forever pure as he of love created and in love preserved, extending love, creating in its name, forever one with God and with yourself. Yet what can such a function mean within a world of envy, hatred, and attack? Therefore you have a function in the world in its own terms, for who can understand a language far beyond his simple grasp? Forgiveness represents your function here. It is not God's creation, for it is the means by which untruth can be undone, and who would pardon heaven? Yet on earth you need the means to let illusions go. Creation merely waits for your return to be acknowledged, not to be complete. Well, I mean, I think it it's creation, heaven, are the same. So we need a function in this world we made up that's not heaven. You know, within a world of envy, hatred, and attack, well, it's talking there that you're you're stuck in a world that's not heaven, and that's where you have a function, and the function is forgiveness. Yeah, so it's interesting now we have some people in our lives who are clients that are really rough and tough and having a lot going on and we have to see them in that way that we forgive them and not make what they're doing real. Yeah. Forgiveness represents your function here. You know, and it says Forgiveness is my function as the light of the world. And then it says salvation is my only function here. And salvation and forgiveness are, are the same. That's lesson 99. Salvation is my only function here. So this function of forgiveness is paramount in being a student of A Course in Miracles. It's almost like we're asked to be masters of forgiveness. Mm. So... And we read in the text earlier that seeing our brother as ourself um, is, is kind of a test, especially when the brother is doing things that we don't like. Or let's just say the brother is attacking us and has, has this kind of anger towards us. Well, that's when we usually we want to pull away from people like that Um, But this is saying, well, that's an opportunity for you to see your brother as yourself. 
don't you think? Yes, and it's, sometimes it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go on. Creation cannot even be conceived of in the world. It has no meaning here. Forgiveness is the closest it can come to earth. For being heaven-born, it has no form at all. Yet God created one who has the power to translate in form the holy formless. What he makes are dreams, but of a kind so close to waking that the light of day already shines in them, and eyes already opening behold the joyful sights their offerings contain. Forgiveness gently looks upon all things unknown in heaven, sees them disappear, and leaves the world a clean and unmarked slate on which the word of God can now replace the senseless symbols written there before. Hmm. What was that line about the dreams? What he makes are dreams. That well, means your brother that's uh, you know, making up dreams. Well, you are too. Any, in, in this dimension of the world that we live in, with bodies and, and our own sense of separation, uh, it says what he makes are dreams. But when you're applying forgiveness, uh, it says that's creation can't be conceived of in the world, but forgiveness is the closest that creation can come to earth. So this making of the happy dream or seeing the world with Christ's vision where it's totally forgiven, you know, like atonement. Christ is in charge of the process of atonement. Well, atonement, when you really accept it, is total forgiveness. You don't have any judgment. You don't have any attack thought towards anything or anyone, even your so-called worst enemy. Yeah. So this forgiveness, it says, is the closest creation can come to earth. For being heaven-born, creation has no form at all. But God created one who has the power to translate in form the holy formless. So that translation would be the forgiven world. You're bringing heaven to earth through forgiveness, is what it's saying. And that's your function here. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness gently looks upon all things unknown in heaven, sees them disappear, and leaves the world a clean and unmarked slate on which the word of God can now replace the senseless symbols written there before. Forgiveness is the means by which the fear of death is overcome. Oh, interesting, that line. So, I mean, what we look at the unconscious death urge in people, and what, what is it? Well, it's all of our personal lies, our limiting beliefs about ourselves. It's all of our unforgiveness, our attack and guilt on, that we have about ourselves and others. You know, so forgiveness is the means by which the fear of death is overcome. Forgiveness lets the body be perceived as what it is, a simple teaching aid, 
to be laid by when learning is complete, but hardly changing him who learns at all. So the body is a vehicle, it's like a tool of communication, but it's not yourself. Yourself is spirit and that which cannot be destroyed and that which is already innocent. So forgiveness restores your awareness of your own innocence. Forgiveness gently looks upon all things unknown in heaven and sees them disappear and leaves the world a clean and unmarked slate on which the word of God can now replace the senseless symbols written there before. Forgiveness is the means by which the fear of death is overcome. It has, it holds no fierce attraction now and guilt is gone. Forgiveness lets the body be perceived as what it is, a teaching uh, aid. Okay, so that line about forgiveness is how you get over the fear of death is because you give up guilt when you forgive, right? You give up guilt and you give up the belief that you're a body. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the body is a tool for communicating and you can keep that tool around as long as you have a function to communicate forgiveness, you know. The mind without the body cannot make mistakes. It cannot think that it will die, nor be the prey of merciless attack. Anger becomes impossible, and where is terror then? What fears could still assail those who have lost the source of attack, the core of anguish, and the seat of fear? Only forgiveness can relieve the mind of thinking that the body is its home. Only forgiveness can restore the peace that God intended for his Holy Son. Only forgiveness can persuade the Son to look again upon his holiness. So, I think we were asked in this part we read from the text, to see our brother's holiness and not his body, right? Mm, right. So, forgiveness is seeing the perfection of your, yourself without the mistakes that you perceive in the body. The mind without the body cannot make mistakes. It cannot think it will die, nor be the prey of merciless attack. I mean, when we think of death, we think of the end of the body, don't we? Yeah. So, like, what if you really got you weren't a body? You were a spirit, and that that spirit can't ever die. Even a mind cannot die, this is implying. The mind without the body cannot make mistakes. Well, death is a mistake, so mm -hmm. the mind without the body can't even make death. Mm. It cannot think that it will die, nor be the prey of merciless attack. Anger becomes impossible, and where is terror then? What fears could still assail those who have lost the source of all attack? 
the core of anguish and the seat of fear. Only forgiveness can relieve the mind of thinking that the body is its home. Mm. So this, this is really important to get this. And, you know, we teach in physical immortality that spirit is that which cannot be destroyed, and mind is condensed spirit, and body is condensed mind, therefore body is utmost spirit. We're trying to give a whole new definition of the body that's not, not limited to just a physical form, you know? That um, the mind listens to the spirit and then uses the body to communicate immortality. Right? Isn't that kind of how we, we see it? That's how we see it. All right. So I don't, think, I don't think there's any inconsistency in this. This says the mind without the body cannot make mistakes. Well, the mind first has to see that it's spirit. Most people don't see that. Right. They see themselves as a body. So they haven't done the conversion. You know, a conversion is a 180 degree turn, right? So they're focusing on the body as their self, and they haven't converted their view 180 degrees around to see that this is the spirit who's, who is their self. So until that takes place, um, we're believing in death and attack and all that other stuff of the world. Okay, with anger gone, you will indeed perceive that for Christ's vision and the gift of sight, no sacrifice was asked, and only pain was lifted from a sick and tortured mind. Is this welcome? Is it to be feared? Or is it to be hoped for, met with thanks, and joyously accepted? We are one, and therefore give up nothing but we have indeed been given everything by God. Uh, interesting, it starts out without anger, with anger gone. Yeah, without anger, with anger gone, same thing. Yeah. You will indeed perceive that for Christ's vision and the guilt, guilt, gift of sight, no sacrifice was asked. Mm. So your function, you know, this, this lesson is, I have a function God would have me fill, well, the function is you're to have Christ's vision here within this dimension. And But it is mean you have to let go of anger. Then. Well, yeah. I mean, there are certain things you have to let go of. One being anger, attack. Hatred, envy, you know, all those things we try to free people from, their mm -hmm. personal lie, mm -hmm. their limitations, their judgments, unforgiveness. Yet do we need forgiveness to perceive that this is so. Without its kindly light, we grope in darkness using reason but to justify our rage and our attack. Mm -hmm. Our understanding is so limited that what we think we understand is but confusion born of error. We are lost in mists of shifting dreams and fearful thoughts, our eyes shut tight against the light, 
our minds engaged in worshiping what is not there. Mm. So forgiveness is the key to happiness, it says. Lesson 121. What does that mean, worshiping what is not there? Well, we see people as bodies, and we see those bodies as having histories, yeah. you know, certain behaviors that they've done. Uh, and then we keep records of wrongdoing in our mind. Oh, this person did this and that, and we don't like them because of that. So that only is at the level of the body and the personality. At the level of the self, none of that ever happened. It's not really there. So if we're seeing a person in their true self, which is their spirit, then all those mistakes they made didn't even happen in that self that's their true self. Mm -hmm. It only happened in their personality, body, self. And if we're holding them accountable for that uh, without forgiving it, then we're looking at something that's not there is what it's saying. Right, but that doesn't mean that we should tolerate people abusing each other with anger. You know? No, no, that's misperception on their part mm. and a correction needs to be made and sometimes you, you need to work on that relationship, what we call uh, in quarantine, you know? Like there may be somebody who doesn't want to change their uh, angry behavior. Yeah. Well, there, you know, truth cannot de deal with errors people want to keep. So it's not your job to throw yourself in the middle of that and try to convince them that their anger isn't justified. You know, maybe it's your job to love them from a distance, not engage in the angry exchange, and see them in their higher selves. And that doesn't require any effort or sacrifice on your part. This is not saying go in and convince that person their anger is not justified. It's, seeing, it's you seeing them without their anger and seeing their self that is unaffected by the anger. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't require you go and convince them of anything. That's just a perception you have to shift in yourself. Who can be born again in Christ but him who has forgiven everyone he sees or thinks of or imagines? Mm. So, you know, forgiveness, this conversion of seeing yourself as spirit, not body, uh, and being born again in the Christ, they're all the same thing. You can't talk about Christ without, without talking about forgiveness because Christ has forgiven everyone and everything. Christ, who can be born again in Christ but him who has forgiven everyone he sees or thinks of or imagines? Who could be set free while he imprisons anyone? A jailer is not free for he is bound together with his prisoner. He must be sure that he does not escape, and so he spends his time in keeping watch on him. The bars that limit him become the world in which his jailer lives along with him, and it is on his freedom that the way to liberty depends for both of them. 
So, I mean, the person that you're judging is your savior because he's the one that's going to teach you not to judge. I mean, do you want to be a jailer and hold that person in jail of their wrongdoing? Because if you're being the jailer, you're not free either. You're in the jail with him. Mm. A jailer is in the jail with the prisoners. But how do you stop judging somebody then who abuses his wife, for example? Well, you tell the wife to get out of there, first of all. Yeah. And create an empty space and, and get her out of there. So, and then, you know, you deal with it from there. Okay. Therefore, hold no one prisoner, release instead a bind, for thus are you made free. The way is simple. Every time you feel a stab of anger, realize you hold a sword above your head, and it will fall or be averted as you choose to be condemned or free. Mm. Thus does each one who seems to tempt you to be angry represent your savior from the prison house of death, and so you owe him thanks instead of pain. Wow. Yeah, yeah a couple people we know could use that That paragraph. line, <laughs> that line is yeah. pretty important. And we could use it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the tendency is to be afraid of people who are angry, and the fear is kind of a form of your own suppressed anger so it's like we have to learn how to be in the midst of people who have anger because almost everybody has anger so and we try to stay away from them directing it at us but sometimes we can't and it gets directed at us and now what do we do with it you know so so this is a good lesson Let us see the face of Christ instead of our mistakes, you know? That's, that's I think, always going to be the, the challenge. You know, if we're in the middle of a relationship in which somebody's angry at us, we have to see them in a different light because, you know, it's a lesson for us as well. I mean, yes, their anger is not justified, but somehow we've attracted that dynamic into our life, so we have to deal with it. Right. The mercy, be merciful today. The Son of God deserves your mercy. It is he who asks that you accept the way to freedom now. Deny him not. His Father's love for him belongs to you. Your function here on earth is only to forgive him that you may accept him back as your identity. He is as God created him and you are what he is. Forgive him now his sins, and you will see that you are one with him. Hmm. So, I mean, it's like the angry person in our midst, especially when they're directing it at us, we have to see the Son of God in that person. Yeah, that's the real challenge, isn't it? Well, I know, but it's like if we're going to be masters of A Course in Miracles, then we have to apply this. And maybe we have flunked in the past. You know, it's like when somebody's angry in our presence, we want to get out of there. Mm. And, you know, maybe immediately that might be the right choice. Like if they're violent, we don't want to... 
get in the middle of it, but at the same time, you have to see them as the Christ. I don't know if we've been doing that quite as much as we should. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a person who's living with an angry person all the time should just keep doing that and keep living with them. Yeah. I mean, they may need to leave. Yeah. There may need to leave. And then you have to have the forgiveness and not make their anger real, but you may need to leave. Yeah, so what is this mercy it's talking about? Be merciful today. The Son of God deserves your mercy. It is he who asks that you accept the way to freedom now. Deny him not. So what would mercy look like if somebody's angry in our space and directing it at us? What would our mercy look like in relationship to that person? Uh, We don't hold it against them, but we don't have to take it either. Right. But we don't, we forgive them right away. Yeah. That would be mercy. And we don't have to choose to take it. Your function here on earth is only to forgive him that you may accept him back as your identity. Mm-hmm. So there may be a period of quarantine where you have to say, well, I'm going to remove myself for, from this violent environment uh, and, and work on it with some distance, you know. Um, I'm removing my body from this dangerous place where my body could get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think, I think yes, you may have to take a, an action like that, but at the same time, you have to you have to heal it on a much deeper level, right. which is what this is talking about. Right. The Son of God deserves your mercy, and it doesn't say the Son of God deserves your mercy sometimes, mm-hmm. but when he's angry, not. Yeah. No, it's that especially when the brother is distraught with anger is when he needs your mercy the most. Mm. Yeah, every loving thought is true. Everything yeah. else is an appeal for help. So, so we have to be very careful of how we deal with angry people in the future. Mm-hmm. And maybe we haven't fully learned that lesson and that's why they're back again. Mm, apparently. So. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So. Okay. I think we did get clear, though. I have a function God would have me fill, and what is that function? Well, forgiveness is that function. Right. Forgiveness is my function as the light of the world, and <laughs> salvation is my only function here. And forgiveness and salvation are the same. So. That, I think, is very clear, and that's what we have to be masters of. Thank you. We're students of A Course in Miracles. Thank you. God bless.